listening to Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio, KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah at 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We also stream live at kzyx.org. Good morning, Gidimachi uh, Sinwama. Good morning. Welcome, into good Welcome to Good Ancestors and Local Treasures with Corrine Pierce. You just heard Elder Thomas Brown of the Alem Pomo singing the two-step dance song for you this morning. Um, support for KZYX comes from our members and, and the Mendocino Music Festival, announcing their 36th music video, or I'm sorry, music festival with 25 concerts in Fort Bragg and Mendocino from July 9th to the 23rd. This high-energy season spans jazz, pop, chamber music, Celtic, classic, and Latin, including Las Cafeteras and uh, Bulu, or it's Bululu, too. Very fancy. For more information and tickets, mendocinomusic.org, or you can call 707-937-2044. Um, Ana Picabitamde, I am your host, Keishi Corinne Pierce. I am a local Pomo basket weaver, traditional artist, herbalist, dancer, storyteller, and cultural educator with ancestry from Lake and Mendocino County tribes. Yawi, thank you for joining me this July 4th morning to take a closer look at some of the amazing people, places, and events that make our home in Mendocino, Lake, and Sonoma counties unique and rich. I'm grateful to be able to share some of my personal heroes, friends, and occasionally family who happen to be some of the most influential movers and shakers in our local indigenous community. I'm grateful for the opportunity to introduce today's guests. 
Our first guest today will be Priest Martinez, who is a council member of the Redwood Valley Rancheria, uh, which is also where I'm enrolled. He is a cultural wellness advocate and educator in our local community. He sits on the board for the Northern Circle Indian Housing Authority, as well as the BHHI Lived Expertise Advisory Board. Um, I'm super excited to have him. And our second guest today will be Katie Ray, who as an, is an enrolled member of the Round Valley Indian Tribes. She's a wellness advocate for the Scotts Valley Band of Pomo Indians, as well as a domestic violence advocate in Lake County for the Intertribal Council of California. Both of my guests this morning, uh, Priest Martinez and Katie Ray, are an important part of so many great things that are happening right now in our local community. I'm looking forward to hearing what they're going to share with us. Thank you both so much for spending your holiday morning with us on Good Ancestors and Local Treasures. I can't wait for everyone listening to hear who you are and about the outstanding things that you are accomplishing. Um, I, <laughs> I always heard the expression about James Brown that he was the hardest working man in showbiz. And I, I think that about you too, because you guys are everywhere. And everywhere that I always wish that I was like, oh, I wish I could go there. You guys are there. You guys are making it happen. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I'm really excited to hear um, how you'll be spending your 4th of July. And also, um, I want to hear what you feel about freedom and sovereignty. So uh, that's going to be exciting to hear. But before we get to that, I have a treat for everybody that's listening today. So I'm going to play a special song, and I kind of told Priest about this a little bit, um, but it's actually a Lakota lullaby, and it's sung by Tiana Spotted Thunder. And I'm sharing it this morning, um, because not only because it's a really sweet and beautiful lullaby, and I used to sing it with my daughter, but also because I want to honor my guests that are here today, and they do a lot of work um, with the youth in our community. So I wanted to play this song for them to acknowledge the work that they're doing. And um, if you are listening and you are also taking care of the youth <laughs> coming up in the next generation, then um, this one's going to be for you too. Yeah, yeah, So that song is for you guys. Um, so we're going to hop right in with our first guest, who happens to be my cousin. Um, 
from the Little River Band of Pomo Indians, which is located in Redwood Valley. Yahweh Priest, um, good morning. Uh, welcome. Synthamana. Good mornings. Uh, actually, you know, it just refrains back that uh, my first teacher was Cynthia Daniels, and I remember us being in that in that little little room at Redder Valley and having her say "Simama Mtoshiye," and we'd always have to respond "Kshia," Priest Martinez from Redder Valley Rancheria. So I, I definitely appreciate, uh, and you got to be recognized also, Corinne, because of all the work you do. I know that you put us up there with you, but you go above and beyond for the youth and our whole community as all, and you're creating culture and history for us, and we appreciate you also. So um, with that being said, um, I'm Priest Martinez, and um, I'm from the Red Valley Rancheria. And I had definitely have ties to Hopland, Ukeo, and Cloverdale Rancheria from my from my mom's mom, my mom's my mom's dad, and my grandmother uh, from my dad's side. Um, so, uh, with that being said, you know um, I know that we're talking about a bunch of issues, but I'll just explain a little bit about myself, uh, where I grew up, because I didn't I didn't have the 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 privilege to be growing up in Red Valley all my life. I started my life in Santa Rosa in Windsor, California. And then growing up there, it kind of just gives you the perception of what uh, I would have to say. We never knew what poverty was, but, you know, we'd always be treated with the, the government rations and stuff and, and like, you know, uh, wishing we could go places like we do now. And I just always say that because I reframe all my work today based on what I went through as a youth. And so growing up in Windsor and Santa Rosa made me appreciate the things that I couldn't do and also the lessons that I got to learn growing up from those two places. And then having um, society say that um, you can't afford um, this house anymore and we had uh, to go up to Red Valley, uh, me and my mom, because that's in the end, that's what happened. But I wanted, I wanted to say, you know, um, that my grandmother taught me very well. My grandmother' name was Evangeline Catherine Martinez, and she was probably one of my greatest influencers, teachers that I've ever had. She taught me compassion, love, and appreciation and acceptance. Those were the, the four core values that she taught to me. And she said, one day you'll understand. And, um, and that day of understanding is when I grew up and realized that um, there's a bunch of hurt that's going on in our community. And we could talk about all that later, uh, but for now, I just want to just say that, you know, um, what for today is, is just, um, there's a lot of unwellness in our community. And I think that if we're going to talk about freedom, well, let's talk about um, our freedom in our personal community and in the world today. Uh, and the unwellness is the, the hate that goes on. Um, the unwellness is the not recognizing what happened from our past and not being able to teach it in our communities and having two sides to stories. Um, and there's always two sides to stories, but in reality is that, you know, I am a Native American from this land, Indigenous sovereign. Um, we have so many different names now for ourselves, but the reality is that we are a community together. You know, um, the big end result for me is just having happiness uh, for me and my family and my community and leave a path for the youth in this world that's a lot better than I grew up with, you know, because um, my lessons were hard growing up. 
but those lessons were for a reason and I survived. And I know this is a, a, a radio show, but I know that we have some truth to utilize in the radio show. So I'll tell my truth. And today my truth is this, that I have learned a lot of lessons to get to where I am today and to be comfortable in today's society. Um, it, for, for me not to be like uh, the person that I was in my past. Uh, my person, my past was always hateful because of the way I was treated. I know how it feels to be not wanted in the community. And I also know how it feels to um, listen to all the things that I went through in school and told that this is the only way to survive in 4th of July. We have to stand up, we have to pledge allegiance, we have to stand for these things. But the reality is we got to seek um, what happened. That's what the greatest thing about history is it tells us that people came over on boats because they didn't like the way they were treated. And so the way they were treated, they they took off and, and found a new new land. And then the reality is that they treated us the same way they got treated. And so that's where the hurt come from. All, all I want to do is just be recognized that that's the truth of 4th of July. And that's what it means for me. And so what it means for me is to turn that back around and say, look, all I want you to do is recognize what's going on. And we need to change this hate and this this hurt that we went through and turn it into something positive. Because if we are not praying for the same thing in this world, then we will never get to happiness in the community and this thing called love. You know, this thing love, you know, is the family values that we create in our community. And so that's what I seek from there. And then I'll just jump back into, you know, um, what I stand for in the community because Corrine only gave me so much time, but I love to talk, you know, and I could talk up a storm and I could talk forever, but I would like to uh, just recognize all the work that's needed to be done. And, and if I can do anything, and I'll just start with the process of how we became the community leaders uh, gathering uh, core committee. And that is because um, one day there was a, a overdose in our community and it was from the youths. And when, so hold, on, our, hold on one sec, Preach. I'm going to um, interrupt really quickly. Um, so this is a community radio. So a lot of people have seen the stuff going on in community. So uh, we had our a big time a youth big time at the big park in Ukiah. This, uh, I think it was not this last weekend, the weekend before. And then there was one in Lake County um, a few weeks before that. And then there's one in Sonoma County in a, in a few more weeks. And these are the second ones that have had. We did them last year um, was the first one. But Priest is going to explain to you how that came about because it, I mean, it, from the outside, you know, there's lots of community gatherings that happen that we see happening at the park, but this was very different. This was a very uh, different way of tribes coming together. So I was there at the first meeting, but he was there even before the meeting. So I'm going to let just let him get back to telling that. <laughs> All right. So I'll get back. Uh, I just want to recognize Mark Martinez and Gabe Ray for um, putting together the, the idea of what happened in our community. We were losing um, our self-awareness in our community and not doing things of what happened for our youth and our elders. And that's how this started. Um, and so we went and did a survey by ourselves without any funding and decided to, to outreach to the youth and elders and said, what are the most important things to you that needs to be brought to our community's attention? Number one was time. 
time is so valuable for a youth that they said they do not have enough time for us. And so we're like, okay, what would you like to do if we did provide time for you? They said the second thing they'd like to do is to do cultural teachings, cultural language, and they wanted to play sports with us. And I'm like, yeah, but we asked you to go play with us. You don't want to, they're like, we want to play against you guys. And so I was like, okay, is that's what you want? This is what we're going to do. And so this is where we get into the, where me and Katie became um, a big influence. And there is more than just me and Katie. Me and Katie are probably the, the face of what goes on behind in the community. But the, there is a big core community that supports this all the way. And I've never seen so much support from tribes in such a long time. It was like they, they will go and do whatever they got to do for the youth and the elders. And so that's where the big times came about. And they were called the youth big times. And the youth big times were based off of the, the five core things the youth said that they needed from us in the community because they said they don't have after school programs. They don't have the ones, the weekend programs where they could go somewhere safe. So they said, can you do something for us almost every weekend so we could find somewhere important to go that we don't have to find um, the the bullying, the, the, uh, the addictions in our community. So that's where the, the big times came. And we try to provide uh, a calendar event for almost every weekend in the summer months when the highest risk for our youths or at risk is for our youths to be susceptible for, um, to be unwell. So that's where the youth big time came about. And also what is going on is our elders feel like they're not being heard. They're not being heard. They're not being respected, and they also feel like they are the they. We know they're the history books. Without them, we wouldn't know what happened in our past. And so, right now, with the the elders, we're trying to connect the elders with the youth because we believe that's where the connection is um, for for give building foundations and stability for a youth today. So we're we're doing that today by honoring our elders. This year, last year was honoring our youth. This year is honoring our elders. And so instead of giving awards when somebody passes away, we're giving awards away this year to the ones that are here now standing and want to be able to appreciate it. And, and it's just funny because Thomas Brown is such such a powerful teacher in our community. And and we gave him this plaque and he holds it so dear, like it sits right on his desk. You know, he's like, this is one of the most proudest things I ever got. And it sits right on his desk and it's just something simple that we could give to our elders. And that's that's what we do today is that we find the little things that mean, mean something to our community, for our people, for our native ways, right? And so, um, I know that we kind of we kind of went to what we do in the community, and also in the community is um, I would like to say that homelessness is super 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 um, un unhelped. Um, it's the thing that nobody wants to talk about, but we have homelessness in our community, and so we're going to take that on also and try to find some solutions. And we were jumping on boards and we're jumping, the, the UCSF has a board and that's the last one I'm on. And we're trying to create an answer to homelessness. I don't know if we'll ever get to that point, but doing something about it needs to be done. Because a lot of services like to say, we have those services, but you don't qualify. If you're homeless, you are homeless. And you know, even if it's couch surfing or whatever it needs to be, but 
people tend to be pushed away so much that they'll never come back and ask for help. And that's what we're trying to do is provide that place for them. And also like Katie will do hit on all her, on all the extra work she does, because I've never seen anybody, you know, and we all work like super hard tirelessly. And, you know, we only get maybe two days out of a month to rest. Corinne knows very much and she's very uh, humble about saying how she doesn't work as hard as us. Um, this is just what we got to do. I, I know we're not going to find the answers for our community, but we're going to make an imprint for our community before we leave this earth. And so we can make it better for our children. And I think that's my goal today is just to be on the radar and to say, if you support the youth, please get a hold of us. If you support your elders and if you have elders that are out there or you have uh, youth that are at risk or even preventing prevention before something happens, get a hold of us. If you have ideas that need to be brought to, um, brought to the table, let us know. We can add it to our plate and there's people, um, we like to delegate a lot easier than before because you know you gotta find, we need to build this, build this this community and this group up to where we're supporting each other um, and not leave anybody behind. And I just feel like those three topics right there are the most underserved, you know, our elder, our homeless and, and our youth, you know, they're definitely underserved. We don't even have a rehab in our own county for youths, we're not even close. You know, it's like not even on anybody's radar to help support the youth. So, and that's why we try to we try to bring those things to um, to surface. And so, you know, let's just say this: I hope one day we have a place safe for each county for these youth to go, where we provide the rides to them to and from a safe way, where they have it, where they could go somewhere. We don't have that, but we need it, you know, so dearly in our communities, Lake Mendo and Sonoma. And also what the elders, elders would like to have a, uh, a panel one day where you can sit and listen and ask them questions. They want to have an elders council. And I'm throwing it out there because these are the things that are really going on nowadays. And with the homelessness, we need those people that want to come with us and grassroots and get boots on the ground and go find these homeless people and say, give them a place, a safe place to go one day, or at least the resources. I know that Corinne's looking at her clock and I know we'll be uh, very, um, she will let me know when we go out. But I also just wanna just go back to uh, the fact that um, 4th of July is a day for us to recognize what happened in the past for us. So we do not celebrate 4th of July. We mourn what happens to us on these days. And I also like to thank the veterans that supported the war because they are still here, they've been here, and they will always be here. And whatever they stand for, we support them in our native communities. And um, I just have to say, there's Ron Alec and there's E.J. Crandall. Like for them, they need to have their names out there because they don't they don't put themselves as a recognizing core, but they do everything they can for our communities. And I think I got four three minutes left. So what I'll do, I will plug myself in. My name is Priest Martinez, and I work for Northern Circle Indian Housing Authority. I am a Ross coordinator for Northern Circle Indian Housing Authority. And what I do is I try to provide services for our community. Um, and also the 
community of gatherers leadings, please get a hold of us at pmartinez at ncicha.org. Email us, ask if what you can do to help support our community. We are fully funded from tribes and community, and we do what we can. Gabe Ray, um, Haley Palawa, um, Darletta Fulweiler, um, Jess, Jess um, and the rest of us on executive, Kevin, Billy, uh, Corinne, Buffy Smith, like we could go on forever. And But these are the people that sit behind um, their doors, don't need to be recognized, don't ever ask to be recognized, but they're always there to support our community. Uh, thank you, Corinne, for allowing me to be here today. Um, I could talk forever, but I will let you go ahead and get to your program. <laughs> Oh, thank you, priest. Um, there's two things I wanted to say about what you were saying is um, I work in, uh, I do work for one of the tribes and I also work in the school districts. And one thing that I found shocking was we did some surveys about homelessness uh, with the youth in our community. And a lot of them have a disconnect when it comes to homelessness because they don't consider themselves homeless unless they are sleeping outside. So even if they don't have somewhere safe to sleep, if they don't have a consistent house, if they're not outside, they don't consider themselves homeless, um, which is really strange to me, which makes me think that it's just so common. You know, it's so common in, in not just in native community, but in rural communities. Um, that that is shocking to me. And you're saying that and I'm just like, wow, I, I never really thought about it until that survey. Um, and another thing I want to say, and I've told Priest this story before, but I, I love it. He also does cultural education. Um, so Priest is a singer. He, um, I don't know if he still dances. He's been a rock man for so long. Um, but he he makes regalia. He makes musical instruments. And I go into the schools and I teach. And I had a little boy in one of my classes that I was teaching. And he was so proud. He, he brought the clapper that he had made um, into the classroom. And he, I gave him the time to explain about it. And Priest was the one that had taught him how to make it, had helped him make the, that clapper. And what he was so, like, what he remembered the most is that somebody trusted him enough to give him tools and he was like you know like a second grader third grader and it I just know like the impression that you're leaving on these kids is astounding so Yahweh priest thank you so much for coming to the community and being a big part of it you make me cry <laughs> um so you are listening to Good Ancestors and Local Treasures with Corrine Pierce, and we just finished talking with uh, Priest Martinez, and we are going to move on to Katie Ray. Um, so let me find my notes. <laughs> so I just want to say I'm really, really grateful that Katie is here. She is under the weather, um, and she is still here on a holiday <laughs> in the morning, even being sick. Um, and that's like that really sums her up, I think, for me. Like, you know, it's a blessing when you can bless others when you are going through stuff. And she is just, she never lets anything like that show. She's always smiling. The kids around her are so joyful. Um, and she does so much for the community. So I can't wait um, for her to say, to explain who she is, uh, what she's passionate about, and what she does in our community. Welcome, Katie Sintamana. Good morning. Uh, Nishangna. 
Shang Shake, Shakea, Kere Shabosha, Nomalaki is Keta, Nomalaki is Keta, Wintun is Keta. So good morning, family and friends. My name is Katie Ray. I am an enrolled member of Round Valley Indian Tribes, and I'm a descendant of Kishil Dihi Band of Wintun Indians. I'm Nomalaki, Wailaki, and Wintun. Uh, I am a family wellness advocate for Scotts Valley Band of Pomo Indians. And under that, I have numerous titles. Uh, I am a, a victim's advocate, an education coordinator K through 12, the TANF liaison, equal representative and COVID coordinator. And I'm also the Lake County domestic advocate for Intertribal Council of California. I sit on a couple of boards, uh, the Native American Junior Golf Association and the Hope Through Art Foundation. I'm on numerous different committees. Uh, some of them um, is the design team for ACT, which is All Children Thrive here in, Lake, in Lakeport. I sit on the LCOC. I, I am the advisor for the Native American Club at Kelseyville High School. I do talking circles at the middle school. I'm one of the assistant coaches for the Kelseyville Varsity softball team. Um, but what keeps me the busiest is the Community Leaders Gathering Youth Committee. And uh, that's where we have the majority of our, our youth events, our elder events. Um, this summer we have between my, my uh, Lake County side youth events and the, our Tri-County youth events, 28 events this summer. So we went from being locked in our homes for two years to busting out of the walls and saying, let's do it. Um, like, like Priest and Kran have both said, we have really just wanted to bring health and wellness to our communities. And part of that is getting everybody out of their homes and involving each other with culture and language and youth and elders and just really interacting with each other again, learning how to be around each other again and smiling, just getting out there and enjoying the sun and the weather and the birds chirping and the kids screaming and, and running and laughing and that's what gives me the energy to do everything <laughs> that I do um I know people every time I tell them what my job titles are and, and what I do they're like how do you find the time I have two phones with multiple calendars and I have to have them with me at all times because if I don't I have no idea where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing but as long as I have those with me, I can knock things out. <laughs> and there are days where I work eight hours and there's days where I work 21. It, it just depends on what really is going on. Um, and I think it's my passion um, that makes it um, so easy. I never feel tired after all of this and I, I feel like a little energizer bunny sometimes but uh, I love it I I started taking my younger cousins to basketball tournaments and, and softball tournaments um, when I was around 21 and they were younger than me 15 16 year olds and their parents didn't have the time to take them so I would take them and my cousins 
for the longest time all called me mother hen so it really just kind of became who I am I I went from mother hen I had two daughters so now I'm, I'm definitely a mama bear but I want our kids to be able to do things um my mom always made sure that that my brother and sister and I were able to play sports and and there were classmates that their parents wouldn't want to give them a ride or just told them if you want to play sports you have to find your own way my mom would always make sure that she would give them a ride home or would pick them up to take them to a game so I very much had that instilled in me from from a very young age and it just keeps going I don't know I I love um to see the kids happy so I do the, the best that I can in doing that <laughs> sorry um I want to acknowledge I know priest went over some of the names our youth committee for the community leaders gathering is myself and priest but we want to make sure that we also acknowledge Gabe Ray, Haley Plowa, Jessica Fitzgerald, Kevin, Billy, Darletta Fullwider, Christina Wilson, and Miguel Gonzalez. Without our complete team we definitely would never be able to host one of these gatherings um, and these gatherings even coming straight out of the pandemic and the the lowest number I think that we've had is around 300 in attendance over a four or five hour period. And the highest is 600 and something for our, our Halloween, our fall family gathering last year it was a huge success for the first time having it. And it's just amazing to see, uh, like Priest said, the the um, support that we're getting from the community and from the tribes, because we are just a group of people who have <laughs> committed to hosting these events. We definitely don't have the funds ourselves to host these. Um, so we are just writing letters and asking for donations and <clears throat> asking for time and, and we're definitely receiving it. So it's been amazing. Um, Corinne, I wanted to touch on something that you said, uh, talking about the homelessness. Now, I'm part of the LCOC, which is uh, the Lake, Lake County Continuum of Care, which deals with homelessness. And I am part of the, the pit count committee because, you know, I need another thing on my plate. But what I learned last year being on that committee is that if you're not sleeping outside, if you're sleeping on someone's couch, that is not considered homeless that's couch surfing. So, and that that's from a HUD standpoint, that's from, um, that's a state view. So what the kids feel is also what we have to count. Um, so if, if someone is sleeping on someone else's couch, we're not supposed to consider that homeless, but we, you know, I consider it homeless myself, but when we do a pit count that we're not supposed to consider that homeless. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's that seems that crazy to me, like, you know, because I think of unhoused and that's that's really kind of unhoused, but, you know, <laughs> everybody has rules. Is it is it still a homeless now? Hmm. No, no. Um... 
just to refrain back, the, the, the new policy is that couch surfing is homelessness uh, as far as how Is that this year? That's your, this year, yes. Sorry. Oh, good. Okay. I work good. for that. So this year when I do the pit count, it's different. <laughs> Nice. That's, that's good to know. So, um, you do so many things, Katie. I, I'm curious of, uh, what, what I could, I've, I've have the same experience. I am very busy. Like I do stuff in the community, but I also do other stuff in a larger community, just like you. Um, and I feel that same way. Sometimes I, I, it feeds my soul. Sometimes my body can be tired, but my, my soul is full. And what is your, um, what is the most fulfilling thing that you get to do with, with all of the things that you're doing? Oh my goodness. Um, I think that's a hard one, Corinne. (laughs) I do so many things with youth. Every aspect of what I do has something to do with youth Um, and I I just want to be someone who supports them who they know that they can can come to at any time with anything and know that they're going to have a shoulder to cry on or someone who's not going to judge them or someone who is always going to be there to listen to them I know nowadays there are so many youth who feel like they're not heard Um, I had a young lady come up to me and tell me something at the the Lake County Youth Big Time this year, and she couldn't even look at me. She just had her head down, and she was talking to me, and then as soon as she got done saying what she needed to say, she just broke down in tears, and I just hugged her, and I told her, it's going to be okay. I will always be here to support you. Thank you for coming to me with this, and I just lifted her chin up and told her, let's go have fun. Let's go. And, and we went out and I, I did a couple of activities with her and, you know, just making sure that our youth feel heard and supported and that, that they absolutely know they have someone to turn to when they need it. I think is, um, again, I guess that goes back to my, (laughs) my mother hen days. Um, but just, yeah, making, making sure that our youth have something to look forward to. Uh, with the turnbacks and the things that are happening right now, we need to make sure that our, our youth feel safe and know that they have people they can turn to always. So um, a, a big part of what I'm doing right now too is uh, with the Hope Through Art Foundation. Um, I love working with our artist Shane Grammer and, and the positivity that he brings through art and working with our youth on the MMIW murals. And um, we now have the Gia mural in Upper Lake. We've got the Khadijah mural in Ukiah. We've got the MMIW awareness mural in Willits. We have the Gia mural in Chico and the awareness that it brings to each community and not only the awareness, but the healing that it brings to our youth and to our communities through this five-day process and then the beauty that is left behind that was created by our youth that they have ownership of and they you know feel this sense of pride and 
and they get to see that every day or every time they drive through town and and for years they'll be able to look back and and remember that that week and what they learned and um when we did the unveiling last year in Ukiah it was one of the most powerful things I had ever experienced in my life it was so beautiful and I have only known the hope through art hope through art is just barely over a year old uh, itself I met the crew on May 5th um, in Upper Lake and on May 25th we were doing an unveiling in Ukiah it was bam 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 and we were able to, and we used our, our youth committee, um, we were able to create this beautiful unveiling that, <coughs> excuse me, we had dancers and singers from all around that came together for intertribal, and we had hundreds of people there, and just to feel the energy and, and to see the smiles and to hear the family speak uh, of Khadijah and and asking for you know answers for why she's still not home you know being a part of those things um, fills my heart and and just bringing that awareness and making sure that um, those who are gone are not forgotten and making sure that we keep their names out there and, and hopefully one day someone will, will come up and, and will let their family know, give some answers. Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, um, <clears throat> sorry. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, missing and murdered indigenous women and people murals. So um, if you don't know, <laughs> I'm going to let you know. So it's it's a big um, problem like native people are more likely to go missing and be murdered than any other um, ethnic race in this country we're actually even more likely to be murdered by the police than any other ethnic race and um, California is the fifth most dangerous state in the nation uh, to be indigenous in and hum I believe it's Humboldt County and Yolo County are the most dangerous the two most dangerous counties, um, and but it's pretty closely followed by <laughs> Mendocino and Lake County, so it's it's really a big deal. So to bring awareness to the community uh, is so so important, and so healing. Like um, those unveilings are big community events, but they really do take on the air of ceremony, like a healing ceremony, which I'm really really grateful for. And I'm also a huge pusher of the arts. So I'm a, I love that you guys do art. I love um, I loved seeing the kids. I love driving by and seeing the kids painting. Um, that made me so, so happy. So thank you so much for all the work that you are doing. And I'm going to actually ask you the same question, Priest. <laughs> um, what do you find, what feeds your soul? What's your favorite part about what you do? I, I'm going to have to say the last two stories like there's always some at the end but i have to um usually when we're done and we get to sit back and just uh, reflect like uh, at the lake county big time i just went and the 
it, it was it was awesome because the competitors that were playing horseshoes they're like the big time's over we're still not leaving we're not done with this tournament and it was just so uh, humble to see them and happy because they're like we're gonna finish all the way through but i went to go sit on the bench and there was an elder sitting there and um she had a little motorized bike and she was just like hey uh she says, uh who are you and i said my name's priest martin and she goes oh she goes this was a wonderful event and then we just start talking and then she was just like you know um this event right here I haven't talked to my family in over 13 years and they came up to me today and um, made me feel like it, it was, it was worth coming. She goes, I, I don't come to these things, but I came. And when I, and my family, you know, that we haven't talked to in 13 years came up and talked to me and she goes, this is why you guys are doing it. And then she came and then it was just so weird. Cause not weird, but it was just so ironic that Katie and the group came on with like, we got to do our group picture. And I introduced them to the elder and the elder just gave us the biggest hug, gave us the best prayer and just told us, don't ever stop what we're doing. And that's why it makes me feel the best. And also the best, and like even after the last one is just the youth come up and say, thank you. And you know, from the bottom of the heart, when you have a youth tell you uh, or make you feel where you get goosebumps because how happy they are, that means the world to me. When you could give somebody the gift, like when Diane Billy gives, she gives from her heart and she gives with everything she has. Like there's nothing that um, our sponsors would do for these youth and they're proving it nowadays. And that's why, you know, I think we were given uh, Nintendo switches or something. I don't know what those things are, but the kids do. Right. And just have it like my kid has never won anything like that. They never. And I was like, that's why we do it. We do it for the happiness, for memories, because we want to create positive memories for the youth. We want to create um, healing for our elders. And so that's, you know, and I could go on like it, like I can, but, you know, there's story after story. And I think the two most beautiful thing is when the youth and elders uh, give us their feedback from what we do. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to I want to point something out that I think is so amazing about um, the leadership committee is that um a lot of time like i work a lot and every all of us over these last two years have been doing a lot of zoom you know for one thing or another through work and um what i find really encouraging and outstanding about this um this community leaders is that these people that are make this um i i don't even know what to call it that make this group of amazing people um, they aren't doing it really through their work. Like this is, it, sometimes it can, you know, dovetail a little bit, but these people, some of them have changed jobs <laughs> over these years and they're still, you know, coming on to the meetings and they're still planning and they're still making it work. And so I loved that idea. Like the very first meeting, I loved the idea that these were just community members that have already, um, been showing consistent support for the community no matter what they do and i think that that was really amazing to bring that all together and just be like okay covid kind of kicked our butt um so now what are we going to do for these kids that are are they were literally asking you know and and it we all know um as just being humans how hard it is to ask for anything even when you need it so um I 
I always give props to Martin for like listening and just and saying, you know, guys, you should do this. You should make this happen. So I'm really, really happy that big, that, that did happen. Big thank you for Martin for uh, or just holding us accountable sometimes. I know that, you know, and, and that's where it all started. He said, what are you doing in your community right now? And it wasn't enough at that time, so I appreciate it. And I'd like to, before we end, if we could just let the community know that we're having our next youth big time on July 23rd. Um, what is the time, Katie? I believe it's 10 to uh, 3. 12 to 5, 10 to 3, Kaiser Park. Yeah, Kaiser Park, Windsor, California. And um, this weekend we'll be up at Sherwood Valley Rancheria's uh, big time. Um, I believe that starts at noon to 5. And there's plenty more. Just follow us, friend us on Facebook. I'm at P Martinez, P, P no, R Priest Martinez. And Katie, go ahead. I'm Katie Ray. You can email me at katie.ray at sv-nsn.gov. You can call me at 707-349-8996. Katie's never scared. <laughs> <laughs> just ring me up all of the county just give me a call if you need my help i'm there golly that's so brave um thank you guys so much for being here um you guys are just awesome and i i'm glad that you guys were able to share and i hope everybody listening got something out of um gosh just out of your fire for life and your commitment to community in and not just indigenous community like you guys are committed to to the entire community, which I appreciate a lot because I, I feel that calling. Um, thank you so much, both of you, for being here um, and sharing who you are and just for being such um, good ancestors and local treasures. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I have a few minutes, <laughs> um, and you guys can stay on the line if you have something that you want to add to this. But I wanted to um, talk about something before I go. Um, so this coming weekend, along with the Sherwood Valley Big Time, I also have something very exciting happening over in Middletown at the Mendocino Arts Center. Um, I'm trying to find the notes so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> so I'm curating my very first uh, art exhibit show, and it's called Earth, Sky, and Everything in Between. The opening reception for that is going to be on the 9th, and it is from 6 to 8.30. And I'm really, really excited about this because I um, have always wanted, like ever since I was a little girl, and actually Katie was mentioning that her mom always made sure that they had experiences. My mom did that same thing. She took us to the United Nations. She took us to museums. She took us to ball games. She took us to, you know, conferences, all kinds of stuff. So I spent a lot of time in art galleries and art museums my, my entire life. I mean, that's, that's where they had pomo baskets. So that's where I wanted to be. And, um, I really have, um, been a basket weaver since I was nine. So that's a long time, over 30 years. And um, I never considered myself an artist, really. I considered what I made very beautiful and, and very utilitarian. Um, and then uh, I was nominated for the United States Artist Fellowship. <laughs> and I was like, oh. well, well, wait a minute, maybe, maybe I am an artist. And that was in 2018, I think. And um, since then, I've actually done a lot of stuff 
um, that has to do with art, not just basketry as art, but all kinds of art. And um, I was part of the inaugural Loose Indigenous Fellowship um, program, and that was in 2020. And I was in this group of amazing artists. Some were uh, linguistic artists, some were visual artists, some were cultural artists. And it really, like, it, it changed the way that I thought about what I made as art. And um, I was in a documentary. It's actually Craft in America, California episode on PBS. And um, it really made me think, okay, art is important. <laughs> and when they put my art uh, in their gallery, it made me have an and overwhelming feeling like this is really really cool this is this is what I want to do I want to help elevate art um so over the last year I've been working with the Middletown Art Center on a project called weaving where we're weaving community we've been weaving baskets um we've done some zoom calls about what is contemporary art we've done zoom calls about traditional ecological knowledge um, because landscape, um, traditional landscape is art. That is is really amazing. So I'm I'm really lucky um, that Lisa, who uh, runs the art center over there, contacted me, and I'm also working um, with Millie Simon, and we're put we're putting together this art show, and we did a call for art uh, for Native American art, and we have some really outstanding pieces we have local artists so we have um bonnie lockhart we have eric wilder mio marufo has art um going in there tanya ruiz has art going in there um and then we also have <laughs> ryan young you know we have people from oklahoma i actually have one of my fellow fellows um who is the current united states artist for indigenous art sent two pieces down to be in this exhibit uh, his name is Peter Williams, and he, I'm just really excited. Like last month, I had a guest on who had curated an art show on the East Coast, and it was the first time that an Indigenous person had curated Indigenous art. And this is really what's happening in Lake County. This is the first time an Indigenous person is highlighting and showcasing Indigenous art in this way. And... um I'm really excited. It's going to be up. Like I said, the opening reception is on the 9th, and it's going to be up all the way through October. And the reason that we are having it be up all the way through October is because we want um, the schools to be able to come and look at it. And we have youth art that's going in. We have um, some really amazing regalia art that's going in. And I'm a basket weaver. So I have um, lots of baskets from a lot of different weavers all around, and not just not just local weavers. I have um, Yurok weavers and Talwa weavers and um, some from New Mexico. So I'm super excited to share all of that um, with everybody. And what was very, very funny is I've been so busy. Um, this, is, this is work. I actually was talking to Alyssa, 
who's the curator at the Grace Hudson Museum, and she kind of giggled at me because I was saying how much how much work this is, like a full time job. And she just laughed, and she's like, "Yeah, I know, because that's her her real job, and I'm just doing it on the side." So it's been kind of funny. Um, and I was getting everyone's art pieces together, and we have this master list of who's going to be. Um, on display and their art and the prices and whatever and then I realized that I had been so busy with that that I actually didn't have any art of my own to go into the exhibit so last month I was busting my tail feather um, to try and get uh, I made some cradles um, that I'm putting in and some other little baskets that I'm putting in Um, all of my other baskets are already gone or promised to somebody else. So I'm really excited about that exhibit. I just wanted everybody to um, know about it. Um, and I am. it's about time for me to be leaving here. And I'm going to leave you with a song. So before I go, um, Priest, Katie, do you have any last words? No, just thank you. And um, you're a blessing to have in our community. Thank you, Corinne. Oh, yes, thank you. thank you, Corinne, for having us. And one of these days, I'm not going to be running around and I'm going to sit down with you and weave because I have said that at five different functions now and I'm always so busy that I, I can't. But I'm, I'm, I'm to- telling you, just give me give me five minutes to get you going and start it. And then you can walk around while weaving. <laughs> I had I, I had little that. I had some parents at the last big time that were um, they came, they got started and then they they were actually manning booths. I think I had some people from the county and maybe the first five Mendocino <laughs> came over and started their basket. And then they just kept sending their little kid back to get more. <laughs> more weaving material so that was pretty pretty fun um thank you guys so much for being here uh thank you everybody for listening it's been my pleasure have a great week have a productive memorable and meaningful fourth of july whatever that means for you thank you for listening to good ancestors and local treasures with corinne pierce it has been a pleasure to spend my morning with you and with my guests priest and katie Until next month, Kadi Wadim. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.